You know, one untapped resource for SaaS leads is webinars. Getting people into a webinar, educating them, showing them what they need, what they've got to have, and then getting them into your product funnel so you can give a demo, you can close them. So many people are missing this completely. I talked with Chris Sharma from Webinar Grow, and he walks us through exactly how to set up a webinar so that you can get a bunch of leads in the door and close them quickly. Give it a shot. I think you're going to love it. Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. That's right. I am Matt Wallach. I am your host. This is Sastery in the Making, and I am really excited to talk to my guest, Chris Sharma. Chris, how you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm really, really looking forward to today's conversation. Let me tell everybody about you, Chris. Chris is the founder of Webinar Grow. This is a marketing consultancy that really does a great job of launching highly profitable webinars for B2B SaaS companies worldwide. And really, Webinar Grow helps fast-growing SaaS companies create webinar campaigns to generate leads, increase sales, and create fans for life. I love that saying you have there, create fans for life. That's fantastic. So once again, Chris, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, my pleasure. It's, uh, I'm excited to be here. Great, great. Well, tell me what's going on lately. What's been going uh, on over at Webinar Grow and what's coming up for you guys? You know, just doing webinars, taking names. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the webinars have been the main offering for the past few years. Uh, we do done-for-you webinars and then also a consulting program that's more of a done-with-you. And then we're diving into the lead generation space and demo production. So the eventual vision is to have a full pre-sales engagement stack where you can say, okay, we're going to do a webinar. And then we also have the outsource SDRs, booking appointments, and then handling the demo production so that when they do get on the phone with the sales rep, they've already seen a lot of the product and can go into a more interactive call. Oh, I completely believe that. Let's let's talk about why is a webinar a great part of a B2B SaaS funnel? What do you see there? Webinars really do two things extremely well, particularly in the SaaS world. And first is answering the question, what do you do? which surprisingly a lot of SaaS companies struggle with this, right? You go to their website and it says, we help you sell more. Like, what the hell does that mean? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So being able to see the value prop and see the SaaS in action. And then two, answering the question of, can you help me? So you're with the webinar, you're going to have that real-time interaction. You can share your social proof. You can share your best practices and really have a back and forth at scale. And that's actually how I got started Mm -hmm. with this. I was doing sales at a tech company and talking to one person at a time, losing my voice, <laughs> even though it's like I, I you know, reached the leaderboard, but kept losing my voice. And I thought I need to talk to more than one person. So uh, webinars were a natural extension of that. Absolutely. And I love your saying that can do that. I feel like it can also, you know, kind of get people a little more educated on what's going on out there. A lot of times in a webinar, you're pushing your product, but sometimes they don't know that they have a problem. They don't realize that there, there is an issue that they have, and the webinar can be an educational tool to share. You've got a problem. There's a thing that's happening, and you need to talk to us because we can solve it. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's actually the biggest mistake I see with SaaS brands is that they'll do webinars that are too product-focused, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about your product. I don't care. E- even products that I'm a customer of, I don't want to hear about it. 
You know what I mean? Like Agreed. these people email me and I'm like, look, I don't care about how I use your software. I want to care about solving my problem. So yeah. if you focus on those problems and those desired transformations and then show how your software fits into that transformation, that's where the money is. I love it. So tell me, how does Webinar Grow deliver on this capability? Because when people think of webinars, there's all kinds of different things that might pop into their head. What exactly is it that Webinar Grow helps with? So for the our signature program, which is the bread and butter up until a couple months ago, it was completely done for you. So writing the copy, you know, 3,000, 4,000 word script, building the funnel, designing everything, co-hosting the webinar, repurposing the content, writing the emails, writing the ads, you know, you name it, really the entire campaign uh, was the the offering, which is uh, a weird business model <laughs> to be sure. Uh, so like, why do you do this? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why. We're but, but it really taking as much off their plate as possible. And, and we found that for for our customers, that the ones that gravitated towards this offering that they knew that it could be valuable for them. They had a good product, but just didn't have the bandwidth to handle it. There wasn't mm -hmm. one or two or even three people that had the time or expertise in doing it. So being able to take that off their plate was immensely helpful. And then a couple months ago, we launched a consulting program, which is more of a done with you, where they do have the bandwidth, but just the best practices may be missing or maybe they just want some guidance and so that's been a lot of fun being able to walk them through our playbook and we've had some some good successes on that side and seeing them execute on it is is a lot of fun oh it's super fun when that happens isn't it yeah so so when you talk about a webinar and you do it you're doing a script you're building it for them is this a one-off webinar or is this an evergreen it's always playing or something like that so it'll be both. We'll uh, we'll do a live version. I'm always a fan of if you have something, do it live. If you have the audience, because you get that shot of connecting with them in real time. But yep. after that, we repurpose that webinar. So we'll repurpose that into an evergreen presentation, into shorter bite-sized videos, social media posts, eBooks, checklists. So you can wow. take that one piece of content and turn it into a dozen different pieces. You know, the, the Gary Vaynerchuk <laughs> model of, of squeezing every bit of, of value out of it. Yeah, I think that's genius. I think not enough companies in SaaS are, are understanding that how important that is and how easy it is to create a ton of content once you have one pillar of content and you got you got one piece there, like a great webinar that works really well that people get really excited about. I'm sure you can turn that into a bunch of different things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I recommend really squeezing as much as you can. And, and being lazy can be a virtue in this sense, right? You don't have to reinvent <laughs> the wheel. What are we going to talk about? It's like you already talked about something great. Turn that webinar into three different blogs, turn it into a video, turn it into, I, I did one where years ago where I'd done different webinars with uh, Allstate Insurance. And so I took the best pieces of it and said, secrets of top Allstate agents. Now this took me five minutes to have an editor cut it together, but everyone's like, wow, this is so cool. Cause people don't have time. They don't have time to, to absorb every bit of content you have. So you can always throw a new angle at them and provide that value in a different way. I love it. I love it. And we, by the way, we do the same thing with these episodes, these podcast episodes, they get repurposed all over the place. So one episode actually generates about 11 different pieces of content. So it's absolutely the way to go. Nice. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, you guys have a great method. So what are some of your best tips when producing webinar content so that you can generate leads? Yeah. So I think number one is to get as granular as possible with your audience. So 
for example, like when I was talking about the Allstate Insurance, I would actually do webinars for different brands of insurance companies, right? So like instead of someone might say, oh, we have an insurance technology product. Like, okay, that's that's a good start. But can you get narrower? Can you get narrower in the role, in the use case? Because you can look at the way people speak, the jargon they use, and the closer you get to them, the easier it is to turn them into a customer because they go, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that you knew so much about my business, right? Because you're, you're just those little bits. And I think being a generalist can hurt you in that sense of saying, oh, we're going to do one webinar for everybody. It's like, no, if you're going to do one for e-com, let's do one for direct-to-consumer e-com. Let's do one for enterprise e-com. Let's do one for people starting out. And you can take the same content, the same 80% of it, and use the remaining 20% to customize it. So again, you're not reinventing the wheel every single time, but you are personalizing this content. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you do that, once you have a, you've got your ideal customer zeroed in, right? You know, okay, this person, or, you know, this ideal person is our, our buyer. Then to create your content, you're not just coming up with it from the vacuum. Go out and do your research. What are they saying? What do they say in their G2 reviews and the Captera reviews? What do they say in those Facebook groups when they're complaining about a vendor? What do they say in their own blogs? What do they say to their customers? Right. The, the easiest copywriting hack in the world is to take what your customer is saying and just say it back to them. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't Love know how many it. times people said, like, how do you know so much about AI? Like, I don't know anything about AI. <laughs> <laughs> I just took what you told me and wrote it and wrote it down. So Genius. I think that's really having that that structured empathy with your customer is going to be extremely helpful, not just for webinars, but any type of content. And then when you're doing that, so on the content side, you've got that. And then with your channels, starting with the lowest hanging fruit first, right? So I always say, hey, start with your opt-in subscribers. And that's one of our my red flags if someone comes to me and says, hey, we want to do a webinar, but they don't have anybody on a list. I'm like, okay, well, that means your other marketing is probably not working, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> someone mm-hmm. says, oh, I've got, I'm, I'm great at cold email. It's like, okay, well, you should have some people that you have conversations with, right? Oh, well, no, then you're not good at cold email, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So, so starting with that, and then, the, and, you know, going with channels that are, you know, cold email is a great channel. Um, Influencer marketing is a great channel. You know, a partner, who else serves that audience? Paid traffic can be great. And again, as you dial in each channel, then add a webinar to it. So again, you don't have to do 10 different things. Start with one or two and then really focus on creating a journey. So not just the live event, but what happens afterwards. Because I always tell people, your money comes in the two or three weeks after that live event. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people whip out their credit card on the call. That happens. But especially like you were mentioning the higher ticket, high LTV sales, you've got to have a conversation. There's not one person. You might have to talk to the CTO. You might have to talk to the IT director. So how is that follow-up connected to your webinar? What's your email Mm -hmm. nurturing sequence like? What's your retargeting sequence? It's a huge, the easiest moneymaker, I think, in in BBC ads is a solid, specific retargeting. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. Because I see sometimes people go, oh, you know, I, we, we struggle with Google ads. We struggle with Facebook ads. And I'll just say, put 10 bucks a day in retargeting. Oh, my God, this is unbelievable. Like, yeah, because they know who you are. Don't start with cold traffic. Like, you're going right. to lose a ton of money. Start with what's working and then expand on it. Yeah, people already know you. I mean, absolutely. It's the way to go. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I love what you're saying of drive traffic to that webinar from different sources. Of course, you've got the ads, you've got the cold email, all kinds of different sources. I think that's something that I've struggled with is I usually just say, okay, here's our webinar. We're getting people there from this thing. 
which is, I don't know why I never thought of it otherwise, because I, in all my other areas, I have multiple channels directing traffic to something. But that's, that's genius to have multiple different things po pointed at that webinar so that that can be kind of your hub to generating the lead, getting people booked on the calls. Exactly. Yeah. And like, in, you know, you can have the active and passive traffic, right? Like, you know, it's like on your website, you've got the opt in for training. That's a great place to have it. Hey, check it out. I do the same thing, right? If you want to check out a training, you can go to my website. I walk through this stuff in 20, 30 minutes and have that there. You can have that as a CTA at the end of a blog post. You can have it mm -hmm. in any other bits of content. You know, a sneaky fun thing to do is if you release an ebook in the hyperlinks in the ebook, put a link to your webinar. Hey, you want to learn more? Click here, right? So it's just, just as many ways as possible. Um, and then obviously, as you're adding on paid traffic, you've got to be more <laughs> cognizant of your conversions. But I think that's the future is really going to be this holistic marketing where you've got a, an ebook or a blog or a video and you're, you're consuming all of it in different ways because you're going to discover what that person wants with regards to content. Oh, very true. Completely agree. What are you seeing, Chris, are some of the biggest mistakes when you see when creating a webinar? So if people do it before they get to you, maybe you, you look at it like, oof, what, what are some of those mistakes? Number one is too boring. I don't know what people are thinking. They think they're in a, in a conference room where everyone's locked inside and they can't leave. But man, there are some boring webinars out there. Mm -hmm. You got to treat it like a TV show. You got to treat it like a Netflix show where you can click away at any time. Like, look, you've got to front load with your best content. Keep your intro short. I don't want to hear about where you went to school. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen some of these. So true. Like, and like, when I got my MBA, it's like, shut <laughs> up, dude. Please. <laughs> Please shut up. Right? So like, I got stuff to do. And so... I think, again, front-loading the content and really making the content memorable and actionable. So I always tell people, like, if you have one transformation that you're offering, hey, we're going to learn how to double your lead conversion, right? Give them two, three bite-sized mini wins in that process, and then they can walk away from it. And a good test of this, like, hey, how do I know if my content's good? I always say, invite your customers to the webinars. And people are like, well, this is supposed to be for lead generation. I'm like, do you, do you not think it's going to be helpful for your lead generation if your customer is in the chat going, man, I love this part of the software? Like, it's easy Amazing. Sale, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then even having your customers on. I, I do this all the time where I'll say, hey, who's, you know, who's your top customer? Who loves you? Because usually, hey, if, if someone loves your, your product, they're probably killing it in their area. So that's actually my very first webinar I did was the, one of the number one insurance agents in America, because I didn't know anything at the time, certainly not about that market. So I said, hey, what do you do? <laughs> I just asked him, like, why are you so good at your job? And so that's an easy way to create content too, right? So again, take the pressure off yourself and think about what your customer wants. And then finally, having a clear no-brainer offer. Mm -hmm. What you don't want is to do some great presentation to get to the end and go, okay, guys, well, you know, just uh, reach out if you have any questions. Like, what? That's like, you know, going to a, a singles bar and talking up a, a stranger and then saying, well, nice meeting you and leaving. Like, no, ask for their number, do whatever you got to do. So having a, a free trial, contact us for a demo, do a marketing blueprint, do a strategy call, do something to get them to create a micro commitment and then take that next step.
Yeah, you got to have a call to action, something for them to take. I love that. Take that next step from where they are now because they've made a commitment to spend time with you here on this webinar. That's one level of commitment. Get them to that next level. And that's really what marketing is. Too many times people think, hey, we got to get them all the way to purchase. No, if you have them just step down, it makes it much easier for them to be able to do it and easier for you to get more people to take those little steps. And this webinar thing sounds like a fantastic little step as part of your funnel. I think it's great, Chris. Awesome. Yeah, and that's exactly right. I think just walking them down that staircase is is so key. And I think probably a, a very missing piece of a lot of people's strategies. Like there's this ugly gap between marketing and sales, right? Where it's like, okay, we made an ebook to, hey, get on the phone with me. And it's like, well, there's a whole desert that you have to cross <laughs> and connecting. That's, I think, honestly, like if at the end of the day, like, hey, what do I do well? It's just bridging that gap between marketing and sales. That's what the webinars do. And that's what our new stuff or new product demos and things like that are going to do as well. Because it's, it's sometimes just the lack of alignment or, or lack of, of focus on that journey can make people make teams feel siloed, right? Because like the marketing mm -hmm. team is doing one thing, the sales team is doing something else, and like, hey, what are they doing? So if we can get on the same page, it makes everything much easier. Totally agree. So how important is education in this process? I mean, when you do a webinar, you're thinking, hey, I, I, I need to get them to that next step. So you're kind of focused on creating those call to actions and, or, you're, or you're trying to get them emotional. But how about education? How educational should these webinars be? It should be, I mean, really 80% educational, right? I Great. mean, it, you're there, they're there for a reason. Like, look, I got stuff to do. I'm not going to your webinar unless I'm going to learn something. And not just learn something, but learn something actionable that will help my business, that gives me a clear, concrete transformation. So I can go and say, oh, this is how I double my landing page conversions. This is mm -hmm. how I automate my QA for my data warehouse or whatever that is, right? So like I want to look at a clear benefit and the obvious and the benefits are the same ones you do with any marketing, right? Are you saving time? Are you saving them money? Are you making them money? Are you increasing productivity? Are you you know giving transparency where there wasn't before? Like what is that? Right? Are you are you able to encapsulate what you're offering in the webinar with some core desire like that? And showing them how to do it. And I always say like the software is just a piece of it, right? I'm going to show you how to do X. Now, once we go through these best practices, some, some of these best practices may have nothing to do with your software, but it's something you need to know if you're a CTO, if you're uh, an IT director, if you're, uh, we did one for the aviation industry. So it's for uh, private pilots, right? This is what you have to do for your record keeping, which is that webinar, right? You got to do this and this. And then... Here's how we do it with the, with the software. Wow, isn't that cool how we do it? Now you could do this manually, you could do this with other people, but this is how we do it. And then the software sells itself, right? Mm -hmm. Once you show the value prop and you show the use case, walk them through it. Hey, do this, this. And I think, as a side note, as a rant, this is why the reason we started doing started doing product demos for some of our clients is that we go to the, they, were, they were asking about it, like, hey, we want to do these demos. And so many people don't have anything showing their software in action. And it's, it's such a simple thing, but it's like, could you just show me what it looks like? I don't wanna mm -hmm. see any stock photos. I don't wanna see any illustrations. Can you, for the love of God, show me what I do when I click into your CRM? Could you just yep. show it to me, right? It doesn't have to be overly produced. It doesn't have to be a Hollywood production. And I think honestly, the one secret sauce of the webinars that we just, I always stress like, hey, we're gonna do a live demo. 
We're going to do a mini demo on this call. They're like, no, no, I want screenshots. And I, I'll just refuse. I'm like, no, no, we're going to do I don't care if your software breaks. If it breaks, that's your problem. Because they that's something people want to see, right? Like when I when I want to, you know, even doing a demo with somebody, right? It's like, why, why am I doing a demo? Am I doing a demo to talk about my problems? No, I want to see what they can do for me. So mm-hmm. I think if you can, you, you lead up front with that content, that value prop, these best practices, and then show how that product fits within those best practices. So it's not like a full demo. That's where that's where the magic happens because you're not talking about how great your product is. You're letting your product shine within that context. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think too many times, by the way, I as you know, I coach people on how to create and give amazing demos. And it happens too many times where they just show screenshots, even within the demo, not just on the webinar, but within the <laughs> demo, they're just showing screenshots or just showing a PowerPoint of the of the product. The beautiful part of a demonstration is that you can show things happening. You can show the product working, doing its thing, living and breathing. And that is critical for a buyer to see and connect that you can solve their problems, that your solution delivers because they saw it. They saw it happen. And we're very lucky that we're in the software world that we have the ability to do that. You know, you can't have somebody from New York buy a Caterpillar tractor from California and have them experience it like you can with software. So it's very powerful. Don't just show screenshots. Actually walk them through it and do it the right way. I love it. I completely agree, Chris. And I, I want to ask you, you've, you've been able to start and grow this very successful company, Webinar Grow. You guys are doing awesome. What tips would you give to other founders just starting out? Good question. Um, I think getting clear on your ideal customer, even overly clear, would probably be the, the thing that's going to be most helpful. Because I found when I first started, I was saying, oh, I work with software founders. That's you know who I, how I, the business I'd worked in in the past. I worked in a tech company, so I, that's who I wanted to work with. But if you can get as narrow as possible, where you know the revenue, the the role, the sales cycle, whatever, like all the little pieces of the puzzle that are that you can help the most with, it makes it so much easier to not only deliver on your solution, but also to market to them, right? Mm-hmm. Because my my biggest mistake I think I made early on was I was doing ten different things because people come in and say, "Hey, can you do this?" and I go. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. And then I'd find out, okay, well, this person has a startup they haven't launched at all. We're, we're writing blogs. This person wants a webinar. And so I finally had to stop and say, okay, wait, who are we working with? Let's get clearer on that because it makes it easier to create systems. It makes it easier to take best practices from one customer and, and map them onto another, right? Because if it's like, oh, I've got one enterprise person and I've got one person with an iPhone app, it's like, well, there's not really a lot of learning you're going to do the one from one that applied to the other. And also being able to look at what that customer needs versus what you can do yourself. That Mm -hmm. was the other big mistake I made was I, I said, well, I'm good at writing and I'm good at talking. Right. So with the webinars. And so so I'll never forget like this one person, this one customer years ago. And I said, well, can you handle the the landing page design and development? Cause I'm not really good at that. And he's like, well, yeah, but couldn't you hire somebody to do that? And like, and it's so silly, but I went, I could do hire somebody to do that. I don't have to do it. 
I could hire somebody. And so now it's like, oh yeah, my designer is amazing. My landing page developer is amazing. The Zapier automation expert is amazing. So getting getting out of that that rut of feeling like you are the only person mm-hmm. delivering. Focus on what you do best. Create systems and an accountability for for everything, and then look for people that are great at it. Because nobody's great at everything, right? And I'm always very skeptical when someone says like, oh, I'm a writer, I'm a designer, I'm a this, I'm a that. I'm like, you're probably good at one of those things and the rest you're probably okay at. So yep. I think I think that was the biggest shift, I think, for me was being able to look at what I did best, that zone of genius, and then <laughs> slowly bring on people to handle the things that either A, I'm terrible at, or B, just don't like doing. That's exactly what it is. And uh, I've coached my clients to kind of make a list of all the things that they do and anything that they don't like or don't want to do or they don't know how to do, get that taken care of by somebody else. And I love that you figured that out. That is awesome advice, Chris. Um, we have unfortunately reached the end of the day of oh. our session here. This has gone really fast for me because I've loved it. I've soaked up everything you've said. But I want to know, how can our audience learn more about you and Webinar Grow? Yeah, if you just go to uh, webinargrow.com, uh, you can check out some of our uh, testimonials and other stuff there. And then I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, Chris Sharma. So yeah, hit me up anytime. Okay, perfect. We'll put that in the show notes for everybody out there. So Chris, thanks for coming on the show. This was great. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Likewise. And for everybody out there, please make sure you're subscribing to the show. Once you subscribe, you'll get notified of new, amazing innovators and creators like Chris. And that way, yeah, exactly. Somewhere It's down here somewhere. <laughs> somewhere down here. <laughs> uh, and you'll be able to see all of the cool stuff, get all the great knowledge that we're putting out there for you. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we will see you next time. Take care. Awesome. 